I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. October 19th, 2023, I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Believe it or not, a little bit late because we were digressing amongst ourselves. Shocker. But very important to let you know that I have a message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the ultra sphere. Introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting-edge design and next-generation dual Skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS, high tech for low places, Manscaped. Taking it on the go, Manscaped's got you covered. This puppy comes with a travel case. And even a travel lock feature to avoid any accidental powering and or weird looks in the airport. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BucknutsManscape.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping with the code Manscape, excuse me, with the code Bucknuts at Manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. That was fun. And now we bring in our guys, Willie J. Curlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen. I jested with Bill before the show that Mark's going to have trouble getting a word in edgewise today because it's all Cruton, though he knows his stuff as well. We will talk a little bit about Penn State going forward. But first, Bill, please set the stage. Every every season, Ohio State has one game that tends to outpace the others for visitors. Sometimes it's the game. This year, that's on the road. And so the marquee game is... Penn State coming to town this weekend. A noon kickoff, not always the best start time to get maximum visitors. If you could generally set the stage, am I right that this is the biggest weekend? And go from there. No question. It's the biggest weekend. Um, Last year, there were two big weekends, if you remember right. We had Notre Dame to open the season. That was huge. Michigan to close the season. That was huge. 
this year, Michigan State's going to be pretty big. I mean, that that list is growing, and it includes Jordan Seaton. So right there. Yes. <laughs> but uh, this one, you, you know, a big weekend um, for Ohio State, one of these types of weekends, you're going to hit 60 to 75 recruits in that area, depending on who can make it all. This one uh, doesn't help. As you mentioned, Dan, we've got a noon kickoff and we've had some cancellations for various reasons. And part of part of the reasons with some of the kids is the noon kickoff. They just can't get it, especially if you're a California kid. It's just really tough. In fact, I had had one uh, guy last uh, last night or the night before, I forget, uh, tell me he didn't realize it was a noon game. That being Devin Williams from Buford High School. He didn't realize it was a noon game. And he had fully planned to be at the game all along, but when he realized it was a noon game, he just said, "I, you know, we play on Friday night. I just it's just gonna be too tough to do that for me." So, you know, Devin Williams won't be there. Uh, Fahim Delane certainly, we've confirmed he's not gonna be able to be in Columbus this weekend. Uh, just talked to Amari Winston again this morning, the H back tight end from Georgia. Uh, won't be there this weekend. He was hoping to make it. Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a few others that Philip Bell can't make it come, coming from California. Um, so, you know, there will be cancellations. That's why you don't know exactly till the last minute on the flip side, great, great list of players that will be there led by Amaris Williams, the defensive end edge making an official visit this weekend. Give people a little bit of knowledge on Amaris. He's kind of, a, as I followed his recruitment, I think I give the Gators credit for getting in there early, but I feel like he's a little bit of a late bloomer and that he's probably played better this year on his first, you know, your senior tape has gotten circulated and people are, are have jumped on board. Can you give us the latest on what you think of him and if there's a real shot? I don't think he would be visiting this week on an official visit, and I don't think Ohio State would have him in on an official visit if they didn't think there was a real shot. Um, yeah, I think there's a shot. Um, now, having said that, I can tell you that people in Florida still feel pretty confident that they're going to be able to keep him in their class. They may not feel that way after this weekend. We'll have to wait and see. I, I always say that you know, I don't like to predict what a kid is going to do until he has at least visited Ohio State one time. In the case of Amaris, he has never been to Ohio State, so this will be his first time. Uh, You you mentioned that he was maybe giving Florida credit that they jumped on him so early uh, and saw something, and his recruitment has continued to blow up. He is a six-foot-three, about 265-pound stand-up edge type rusher who is extremely athletic. I think Mark uh, uh, talked about it last time about him in the backfield. I mean, one of the one of his highlight films that I watched, I think the first or second play was him lining up at fullback and just crushing a guy, um, blocking him. So he's an athletic kid that plays on the edge and um, – um, could be a defensive tackle even in college as he gets bigger, but he is being recruited as an outside rush guy. Mark, you looked at him. You see that kind of edge potential? Yeah, usually guys at 265, I'm one of the first ones to say what Bill does. Ah, they're probably kicking down inside. You see him at tailback, and he's got special feet. He's got special, 
you know, agility to him at that size. So he's going to earn the right to stay at end as long as his feet let him. And I think that's where he's going to stay. I, he, I think he could be really a, a special one the way his feet are moved. Now, if he goes down inside, that may make him even more of a terror because you don't ever see guys with that type of tailback. Like, I mean, he's actually making some cuts and, you know, hitting some holes that has some vision. Like, I mean, Derek Henry and those guys ran around like that in high school at these bigger sizes and random Jacobs. And if this kid said he wanted to try tailback, I probably wouldn't go for it. But I mean, there's a coach out there where they'll probably let him go for it. I mean, it, it, he's a unique individual. I'll tell you what, with this is my thing with short yardage and red zone becoming so difficult across the board. And I really feel like at every level of football I watch, it's like a common thing now that third and one is no longer smash it in there. You've got the stupid bush push brotherly shoves the crap. I'm not an Eagles fan, by the way. Um, maybe they can come up with some kind of goal line package for him. But yeah, I mean, a guy with that kind of skills. They need to pull out all the stops. All right, we've got a ton of questions here. I'm going to ask a couple, and then we'll get rolling because the fans that want to speak. Well, uh, I've been waiting to hear from Dorian Brew, at least through you. Um, Dorian Brew, of course, at one point in time rated the number one player in Ohio in the class of 2025. He moved here from Texas in middle school. He moved back to Texas uh, to be around his pops. Um, that made people think, oh no, now he's going to be favoring one of the oil money schools. Bill, you talk to him. What's your vibe? Well, um, I like to, whatever we say right now on this podcast, keep in mind that we've got, um, the rest of today, we've got all of Friday and we've got Saturday morning. Things change. Like I said, we've already had, I, I mentioned a number of cancellations, and I didn't mention every one of them, but a number of them. Um, additions, I had been told that um, Brew was hoping to get to the Ohio State-Penn State game this weekend and would would get there. But I always like to confirm as late as possible. So I, I gave him another call last night. He said, yep, I'm still planning to be there at that Ohio State-Penn State game. In fact, um, his team plays tonight. Conroe, Texas plays tonight instead of Friday. That makes Perfect. it a great thing for Ohio State. He and his mom, his mom, by the way, is living in Texas with him. She's in Conroe now. Um, him and his mom will fly up to Ohio State on Friday morning, and they will be here into Sunday as of right now. That is the plan. So it's going to be an extended visit. And people have asked me uh, more than once, does Ohio State still have a chance? Well, I like to say the old saying in recruiting, follow the visits. This will be his third Ohio State game this season. Right now, people are so worried about the Texas schools, and I'm not saying he won't end up at one of those Texas schools, but right now he has no visits to a Texas school game planned for this season. The other only other visit he has planned as of right now is November 4th to the Arkansas at Florida game. So, uh, you know, you do the math. This will be Ohio State game number three for him this season. No Texas school visits. And again, I'm not saying he can't end up at a Texas school. I'm just saying anybody that doesn't think Ohio State is a very real player for Dorian Brew uh, is absolutely not uh, giving the Buckeyes enough credit. And I talked to his Conroe coach, his new coach at Conroe High School, Coach Hardiman. Um, coach Hardiman right away said, hey, Ohio State, he's down here now, but they're a big-time player for his recruitment. 
and don't forget his mom, I believe is an Ohio state alum yep. and was a fantastic athlete there too. So that always helps. And uh, his Ohio ties hopefully will sing through. We want to also know if the Sanchez or Sanchez's will be joining us this weekend and Bill, you don't have to call. I just asked Miss Sanchez right there. And then she can answer herself here in the show. They are our number one fans. Now, and uh, from talking to her yesterday, I'm very confident that that visit is still on. Very confident. That's good to hear. And as I've told you, Bucknutters, you best be on your best behavior when the Sanchez's are in the house. We do not want to turn them away or emphasize the nut part of the buck here. As I said, Buck Rational Observer is not our name. So we've got to be uh, on top of things. All right, let's get to some of these questions that they have for you guys. And there's a lot of them. Um, you know, on the on the boards, we had some questions about the uh, Armstrong brothers at St. Ed's. And instead of going into a two or three paragraph reply, I simply said, hey, check out the show. So I saw the Armstrong brothers play Moeller last week. Breakdown coming, but let's preview them. Okay. Uh, I've been saying forever, they're twins. It, it, the sophomore year, they're both 230, 240 pounds, and you look in the mirror and you see each other. And we've been watching them develop, and, you know, one's a tackle, one's a guard. Uh, having seen them recently, I can definitely say Deontay is skinner, skinnier than Devontae. Devontae's lower body is developing and getting a little thicker, they're no longer look like twins. They're starting to, you know, go in their own separate uh, directions there. So the one who's playing guard, Devontae, he's got a little thicker, a little more meat to him. Looks like he's got a little more power because of it. You know, it looks like he's going to be a little – and Deontay, who's playing tackle, is the one with the lightning feet, and he's keeping that athletic maybe look to him a little more, still has maybe a little bit more of a tight end body, and maybe he's a month or two behind – the lower body weight coming in like it did for his brother, and maybe they kind of, you know, sync up again at some point. But there's now a little difference in them. And, you know, I know people on the boards are, you know, I think 5% of the buck nuts people want to know, just let us know if he's going to be the next Orlando Pace. And, you know, that's all we want to you – know, we we're looking for that guy. And the, the rational observers at Buck Nuts are just happy that we're going to – hey, these guys are positively trending in the right direction. They're – trending in to be starters for us in a couple of years once they totally fill out. Most of the people are happy with that, but I think other people are looking for the next Hall of Fame type tackle, and it's it's really hard to say. I think that was kind of the question. Are these two the next great ones? Are they going to come in and you know solve all of our problems? Maybe. Things are looking good, but I, I, I'm not going to give them the Orlando Pace, Corey Stringer, yeah, pencil them in freshman year for, you know, big all Big Ten. So, but Nice looking job. Ben Roebuck, Roebuck, big as can be. I know we don't care about him anymore. Uh, Moeller is not a great team this year. Okay. I know people were, you know, the St. Ed's the best team. It was, I, I didn't see the, but I also got to see St. Ignatius and St. Xavier. And St. Ignatius isn't as great as well. I'm sorry. St. Ignatius is the one that's really struggling. Moeller looked a little better with Jordan Marshall. They held Jordan Marshall in check, which I'm not saying that because he's not coming to Ohio State anymore. But if I was in Ohio State, Making highlight films for him like I was last year, I wouldn't have the flashy plays that I did a year ago for a game. Yeah, it's important to understand that when you get commitments like the Armstrongs as early as we did, they're developing prospects. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta have a positive attitude and you gotta let them develop. Um, I know they weren't as highly rated as the others, but 
it's a twin killing right there, man. You can't pass on that. Um, uh, Dan, let me go back real fast. I forgot one thing. Um, I, I talked about how there are cancellations, additions. There will be. It's going to be that way all the way up until game time. Um, there was a big addition last night. I don't know if everybody caught it, but I, I posted this on our front row message board. Uh, Brian Hartline again, wide receiver Aaron Gregory from Douglasville, Georgia, class of 2026. Not every single player that's visiting Ohio State this weekend right now already has a scholarship offer from Ohio State. Uh, Aaron Gregory is one of those guys, you know, we talk about commitment watch. Well, there's also scholarship offer watch. And this guy is on big time scholarship offer watch this weekend. Aaron Gregory is a 6'3", about 200 or about 170 pound wide receiver class of 2026 out of Douglasville, Georgia. And you look at his offer list. I mean, it's got, it's just about everybody on there, but Ohio state, you got Georgia, uh, you got Alabama, uh, you got Florida state, uh, you got all the biggies on that list. So he would be, he's in addition to this visit list for this weekend. And he's definitely on my offer watch. I also like the idea of going and bringing a Georgia kid up here and possibly taking him away from the Bulldogs. If there's one position we know Ohio State can recruit the earth at, and that is wide receiver. So if dude has all those offers and is coming up here without one, he's eager to get the uh, the blessing from uh, Brian Hartline there, I think. Uh, that's let the real me, uh, receiver. Go ahead. Let me correct myself a little bit. Uh, because they were three and four o'clock games on Saturday, I might have said it wrong. San Xavier played uh, San Ignatius and Chase Herbstreet is quarterback for San Xavier. So we'll have a few clips of him. And then uh, Moeller was playing St. Edwards. That was a heavyweight fight there. San Ignatius is the one in eight team right now. They're struggling. What? Uh, and, yeah, St. And Ignatius then, oh, in Cleveland is it, one in eight? Hard. Yeah, they, you know they actually went to overtime. The Earth may, the Earth may yeah, they had a nice back. overtime. They're still they're still throwing haymakers. It's not you know, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't know how many people are feeling sorry for, for them right now. Uh, and you know what? Just in the breakdown uh, last week, uh, saw St. Francis de Sales in Columbus, freshman starting quarterback R.J. Day. So you know Chase Herb Street at quarterback, R.J. Day at quarterback. There's there's some guys we'll have in the breakdown this week that I'm sure Buck Nutters will care about. Look, when you have any control over the football team, the coach's son or the guy in charge tends to have his son at quarterback, Mark. Have you ever seen that happen? No? <laughs> Neither have well, I. I thought Neither you were looking for the grand puba. Yeah, yeah. yeah, by the way, I did see that uh, somebody mentioned on that. Uh, there is no grand puba in Texas like exactly. we have one here. No, so boy. Santa's in the bruise, better, better – Take heed, you will not have Grand Poobah oversight should you choose to attend school in the Lone Star State. Um, oh, this is a good one for you, Bill. Raffles. Kind of an interesting name. Do you hear any chatter about future Ohio State quarterback Tavian St. Clair possibly transferring to a larger school from Bell Fountain to uh, attract increased competition for his senior year, Bill? Funny, you just saw Tavian St. Clair play. Was that, and you spoke to him, was that discussed at all? Yeah, I did. I saw St. Clair play last weekend um, against Jonathan Alder. And I mentioned um, in the thread as I was watching the game, the thread to that, that um, 
Belfountain did not throw the ball downfield a lot with Tavian until they got behind. Then he threw it downfield, and they went right down the field and scored what proved to be the game-winning touchdown with uh, about two minutes to go in the game. So um, I just mentioned that that you know that it was a look seemed a little conservative to me that night. Now um, game plans change every game, so I that was the game I saw, and that's you know what they did. Was it a little conservative? I thought so, but. They won the game, and they played against a good Plain City Jonathan Alder team. So, um, as far as him transferring, uh, you know, I I guess I thought that question would come up sooner or later. And I can say that while I was at that game, I did not hear anything along those lines. But again, in recruiting and all that, and recruiting goes into the high school level now, as as uh, Dan and Mark know that recruiting goes on for high school kids even. So I never say never when it comes to recruiting. So I was at a college camp and uh, a college coach kind of whispered in my ear and, and we're talking about rumors and it was like a dream fantasy. He, you know, I guess posed to me, he said, uh, you think coach Douglas over at Springfield should be introduced to Tavian St. Clair today. And everyone kind of looked like what a match that would be, you know, just, Springfield brought in a quarterback the year before that propelled them to the state championship. They had avoided the position. If you were to dream up uh, a great situation right down the road, yeah, uh, I don't think he's the type of kid that has to move. I don't think, you know, he has to prove anything. I think what he does in the summer camps, I think he's, you know, I, I'm not speaking for him, but I mean, they've proven their ilk, you know, and I know sometimes at a smaller school, fans like they did for Samuel Williams Dixon said, oh, we're going to like to see him at Pickerington North. It'll give us a warm and fuzzy feeling to see him go dominate Division One schools. And we will have no thing in the back of our head that said, well, he's only played in, you know, Amish country his whole career. So I, I get the question, but uh, and I get the there are dream scenarios, but it, it'd be a tough thing to do for one year. And the relationships and stuff, it, it's the small towns, you know, I, it's tough to break those and so he's going to be playing big time football soon enough. So, and you know what? I've saved watching him for the playoffs. So you'll get a breakdown out of him. Bill sent me, and we'll get another breakdown of him in a few weeks. And Ohio State is absolutely all in on Tavian St. Clair, as is. He does not need to prove anything to Ohio State. They are 100% all in. Yeah, I was talking to someone about this with a different prospect um, who is injured. And they were talking about um, him missing time, but he already has several offers. So you're, I mean, and just like St. Clair, he's, it's like being a tight uh, walking across a trapeze, but he's got a net. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're walking across the trapeze without a net or not trapeze, <laughs> what is that? The tightrope? I'm sorry. Don't walk on a trapeze. But if you're walking without the net, it's one thing. Once you have your offer and his future is settled, I mean, Sam Williams-Dixon, I guess it was a good move for him, but I don't think it affected and he was, and Sam, Sam Williams-Dixon was originally from Columbus, so yeah. it wasn't his sport. Yeah, like you'd, you'd have to pick up the family and move somewhere. And Bell Fountain's not exactly next door to a major city where St. Ignatius, St. Ed's, Akron Hoban, uh, St. Mary's, uh, you know, Maslin. It's not like that. It's not like Maslin did with the kid from Copley, DeWan Owens, and he came in and you know, was their thing propelling them, you know, to the playoffs this year? I mean, I guess technically Bell Fountain, we, they are covered in the Dayton newspapers. 
And I guess he can come play for Alter, but they don't throw the ball either. So, I mean, I think he's in good shape. Um, all right. Let's, da, da, da. let's talk about this guy. Carter Lowe from Toledo. Um, Mark has seen him. I believe he's coming this weekend, William. Um, your guys' thoughts on him and his is I want to start this, uh, Carter Lowe. Could he be on commitment watch? I uh, I saw Carter play the very first game of this season. I saw him in camps, of course, and all that. So I play the very first game of this season. Mark, I think, saw him more closer to the middle of the season, I believe. Um, I know Mark's seen him too. Um, he will be at Ohio State this weekend, uh, believe with his parents. Um, this is either his second or third third Ohio State game this season. I'd have to check to be 100% sure on that. And uh, I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State. Um, he did recently visit Michigan, so he got that one out of the way to, to go to a game there. So, yeah, I would absolutely, you know, I don't, the, the way recruiting is now, kids just very, very rarely go on a visit and just all of a sudden announce a commitment that day or the next day. I won't say it never happens because it does still happen on occasion, but it, that's not the norm anymore. So it doesn't happen like that very much. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm going to uh, uh, predict that, but I do think whether it be in the next week or whether it be in the next month that I still feel strongly that Carter Lowe will be a Buckeye, like I say chances a lot there. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This guy's name is so good that when Mark brought him up, I was actually hoping someone would ask a question. I, I think, you know, what is going on in the room when you name your kid Dewan from Maslin? Do you think he'll get a look from Ohio State? You got to be depositive that he's going to be very good at sports. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's pronounced the one. Um, um, I was corrected many times that it's it's the one and but there's no way that it's it's so much more fun to say the one. I mean, even if it is, sports, I've been covering sports for thirty years, seen plenty of the ones. Yeah. Nobody has spelled it the one. Please, and, and it's one. 
And then even if it is the one, if you make it to the NFL, you change it to the one as soon as you get there. And you tell all the announcers, we're now pronouncing it like this. It seems like one one name in the NFL every year is that, where we're now pronouncing it different. So on this show, he is the one. Uh, you know what? His statistics are crazy. Like average like yards per carry, the depth of what he's throwing. I mean, he really was a, a savior. Um, I don't think he's Ohio State good yet. And I'm going to go see Maslin in the playoffs, and I'll give you the exact scoop. But I, I know a quarterback guy in town there that says there's no way he's a quarterback at the next level. He's yes, an athlete. Height, you know, still so, Height, weight. Yeah, he, he's the, I, mean, I want to say he's around fine. six foot 180, and, and I don't know that for, but he's not maybe 5'11. He's not exactly, he didn't come to be a college prospect. He came to be, you know, what Maslin needed in their backfield, you know, the, the dual threat guy that, you know, makes that offense, you know, really hum. Uh, but without seeing him, I'm not going to say definitively because, you know, I could be wrong, but it, from the people I know that are covering those games, lights out for high school. Um, will be a projection in some ways to college. You know, if he, if he goes to defense, a different position. But, yeah, Electric is should be his other name. Excuse me. Buck I-80 is on fire today. Is Bo Jackson, the other one, still interested in Ohio State and how he's looked this year? And how has he looked so far this year? Either one of you. Yeah, I'll start. I could um... – um, I think Mark has seen, yeah, I know Mark has seen him this year too. I saw him a couple weeks ago. Uh, his team lost by a lot that night and he, he played probably less than 10 plays that game on offense would be my guess. Uh, only carried the ball four or five times, played almost the whole game on defense until the score had all the second stringers in for both teams. They, they lost. Oh, gosh, it was maybe 50 to 20 or something like that last night. But Bo Jackson is absolutely still interested in Ohio State. Uh, in fact, I talked to him again um, maybe about a week after that game. And I just asked him, describe your interest in Ohio State. He said hi or highly. That was his word as far as his interest. So still very interested in Ohio State, absolutely. It's been kind of injured, Mark. Uh, sorry, Dwan Owens is uh, 6'2", 205 listed. Uh, when I stood next to him, he's not as big as me. I'm 6'2". So, yeah, I like say. I said, they get the, I trust the guy that's been watching his games. Electric may have a chance, but he, but he has he doesn't have that type of offer list right now to justify, like, hey, let's bring Ohio State in this conversation and bump their guy to the side of quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. So, for our, our purposes on this podcast, yeah, but he's still – the, the answer, that could be his other name. <laughs> Bo Jackson? Mark you know, Jackson. after seeing him, you know, he rotates a tailback, and I know he wants to be a tailback, but, boy, on defense, the, you know, if you saw that breakdown, he made some plays on defense where he sticks his nose in there. He turned his speed up a notch and made some cross-field rundown plays. Um, I, I like him on both sides, but I'm starting to lean defense, and I don't know, you know, it, I don't know his interest level because I don't solicit like that question as often. And I, you know, but I, I was going to say this about Carter Lowe and Bo Jackson. I get unsolicited opinions on people telling me where they're going, where I don't have to ask for the information. People just kind of whisper. And I think that's maybe a better indicator. All indicators I got at Toledo Whitmer from the summer camps and from uh, their high school showcase and from going to a games, everybody there told me unsolicited, Ohio State's the place, okay? So take that for the grain of salt. 
Bo Jackson, I don't get that unsolicited. Uh, it's all Ohio State. It's whatever. It's insinuated, but I, I don't get the same warm and fuzzy walking out of there. So there's there's my true read on both situations. Uh, Good stuff. Go ahead, Bill. But one thing I want to mention, I, I'm seeing a lot of uh, questions and chatter. You know, seems like more than more than ever today. Um, and some of our people are are uh, uh, talking to uh, D Sanchez. Devin's mom and all, and uh, a lot of chatter there. And I will say that if you look at this visit list this weekend, you know, if you want to put the t- uh, ranked guys, there's nobody bigger than for the class of 2024 than Jeremiah Smith coming. He's the number one player in the country now. Um, if you look at the class of 2025, to me, there's I, I don't think you can say there's anybody any bigger than Devin Sanchez. You know, he is that good. I mean, he is absolutely everything that the hype uh, says he is as far as cornerbacks. And then you look at the class of 2026, that uh, guy's coming, and there are some great, great players coming this weekend for 2026. I mentioned Aaron Gregory got added to the list. Uh, Wide receiver Jabari Brady, uh, is coming back for his second Ohio State visit uh, for a game this season. Um, but if uh, if I'm going to be at the very top of the list, and there's some others, Maxwell Riley and Sam Greer from the class of 2026 are going to be at the game. But it doesn't get any bigger to me than the guy that's committed to Ohio State, Chris Henry Jr., is going to be at the game. So you know, those are, there's three guys right there that I mentioned, Jeremiah Smith, Chris Henry and Devin Sanchez, and two of them are already committed to Ohio State. Do the Buckeyes get the trifecta and get Devin Sanchez too? Well, we'll see, but I wouldn't bet against Ohio State, that's for sure. Far be it from me to politic for Ohio State on this show, but I would think Devin Sanchez could find some competition in practice if he's going up against Jeremiah (laughs) Smith every day. Good point. I would think uh, iron sharpens iron, I believe the term is, so... I'd also say that if you're looking to get in there and get some veterans to go against, the old duo of Innocent Tate made quite the appearance this past weekend. I think we're going to need them to make another appearance this coming weekend. We will all pick the game here at the end. There's been a request for that. Mike Schaefer, clearly a guy who thinks clearly. Um, I don't don't know if I need two clearlies there, but. There we go. More Devin Sanchez love. You're going to want to cut and paste this show. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll get one more question in here, and then we will both all pick the game. So I'm giving you guys a chance to think about that. Okay. There's actually a lot of good discussion here about history with these games, but the problem is I don't think any of these guys would be able to do it. All right. I think let's just go to it. Bill, you go first. Penn State comes uh, to Ohio State this weekend. We've talked about the recruiting implications. The on-field implications for Ohio State season are massive. Uh, You can make an argument that if they win this game, they are really close to making the playoff, in my opinion. Um, I do think they'll be favored in every game they have for the rest of the year after this, except for the trip up north. And I imagine if the trip up north doesn't go the way they want it. I hate to say that out loud, but uh, there's still a chance. This is an enormous game. It's probably bigger for Penn State 
in this grand scheme of things and that uh, they're trying to gain entrance into the tier that Ohio State and Michigan occupy atop the Big Ten by themselves. Don't kid yourself. Penn State is not among them yet. They have not won anything of ilk against these current dudes. I think, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but but uh, James Franklin's record is something like one and nine, one and eight against these guys. So, at least recently. Big game, and there are uh, a litany of emotional sidebars. This will be Drew Aller, Ohio native's first real big start. Um, and it's going to be at noon at the shoe with uh, more Ohioans cheering against him than ever have before. So that's that's a decline. That's the first time that's happened. Um, I apologize. Can someone please tell my son at college not to FaceTime me during the show? <laughs> Mark, make your pick. Okay. Um, Bill, I'll, I'll skip ahead, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I am – yeah, Having broke down a lot of film, I'm nervous about some of the Buckeyes' deficiencies. The O-line shows up. The running game's back. You know, injuries at receiver, injuries at running back. There are things that are sputtering. And the quarterback battle at the beginning of the year. We don't have a, a real clean takeoff to the season is what I'm saying. We've we've had to, to feel things out, find out who we are. The, the, the sparks and the electric moments are there. But breaking down the film, we're not where we need to be. Normally, when I have a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback like Drew Aller coming into a place like Ohio State, uh, I shove my chips to the middle in Vegas and and fire away and know that that guy has no chance. And eventually, the turnovers and the three and outs add up, and he can't handle it. And the, you know, as strong as Aller's arm is, and as good as he may be over the next couple of years, this is not a test he may be ready to pass this early in the year. Penn State has one of the number one defenses in the entire country. That's what scares me. That that makes a lot of offenses look human. And like I said, our runway on offense has been, you know, we, we're up in the air and we took off, but it, it took a little longer to get off that runway than I think we needed. I Part of me says that this is a blowout for Ohio State and, you know, it's whatever the home crowd and the emotion like Notre Dame goes in our favor. But a, part of me says this is 21-20. And somehow we're kicking field goals at the end and scratching and clawing in the fourth quarter because that defense is maybe bending and not breaking. And I've said it before, the less possessions and, you know, a few more first downs make for a shorter game. That scenario kind of scares me. But I have two storylines that, that are writing in my head. And one of them's Drew Aller is not ready for big time football and the game just gets away from him. And the other one is the Penn State defense shows up and we just, you know, we're hitting and missing throughout the day. Give a prediction on who's going to win in the score, please. Oh, 21-20. I'm going to go with the win, and I'll, I'll, I'll predict that close one because I'm just a little bit scared. And I think everyone else has a real confident feeling, and I, and I think it's low scoring. I think that Penn State defense is pretty legitimate. And, you know, if we're missing a receiver, we might not be at 100% strength there. William? Um, I, I'll echo a lot of what Mark said. I, this is not, I, I would be amazed if, uh, if this turned out to be a shootout. Um, both D I, I like how Ohio state's defense is playing. And in particular, how they have this year, it changed their philosophy slightly and they have eliminated the big plays. 
I think it's going to be hard for Drew Aller and Ohio or Penn State to consistently move the ball down the field and get touchdowns against Ohio State. I just think Ohio State's defense is playing too well, and they're not giving up the big plays. So, uh, as Mark said, Penn State, I think, has got a good – you know, I know they have a good defense. So, not going to be easy for Ohio State. Ohio State's offensive line still is not where I think Buckeye all Buckeye fans would like to see it be. Uh, so I'm going to go with a relatively low-scoring game. I'm going to go 24-20, Ohio State. That brings me up. Um, I talked earlier about how short yardage and red zone has become the two things I'm stuck on this year in football across the board. And this is low-hanging fruit and is obvious. It is so important to get off to a good start. I cannot put that into words enough. Um for example, let's say Ohio State takes the ball, scores a touchdown, three and out, and gets a touchdown. They're going to win. That happens. Because then you put Aller into guaranteed passing situations. You can cut loose a little bit. I think you take the stress out of the sideline a little bit. We have to get off to a good start. If it's Ohio State's offense, three and out, uh, sputter, and they make some plays, and the crowd kind of gets to the – I mean, the crowd isn't totally behind this team yet in, in the classic sense. I think they'll get worried if they get off to a bad start, um, but I don't think that will happen. Uh, I do think that there are some plays saved for this. Uh, I trust in Ryan Day implicitly when it comes to the big games and his game plans. I could make an argument that even the Michigan one last year had some guys made some catches when they should have. would have actually worked out, but I digress. I'm going to go with Ohio State 30. Penn State 20, and I think that will be, it will be 30 to 7, 30 to 10, 30 to 20 kind of thing. I just think Ohio State has a chance to show their offense can really open it up. I would not be surprised to see one of the freshman receivers, that being Carnell Tate or Brandon Ennis, absolutely explode in this game. If Emeka Egbuka, that's Egbuka, not a very hard name to pronounce, Coach Franklin. Um, does not play, and I don't think he's going to play. So I'm going to go with Ohio State 30, Penn State 20, and a wonderful weekend for the Sanchez's in uh, Ohio. Let's hope they travel safe and all other people travel safe. Everyone coming in travels safe. It is a huge weekend for the Buckeyes. Make sure you are locked in here. If you have not subscribed to this YouTube channel we are about to hit 10,000 subscribers be the one who gets us to 10,000 and you will be a legend Dave and I are going to do something fun with the podcast when we hit 10,000 I'm not sure yet some extra show for the fans but we will figure that out make sure you are there with bells on Bill will be there to report on everything after the recruitment and uh, it's a stockpiled weekend they will be on the road Friday night got more of that stuff for you coming so Lock in, Bucknutters. Going to be a big one. Have a good one. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 